0: All right, here we go. I-92.9, Lansing's new hits, of course, online at I-92.9fm.com. What's going on? It's Artemis, joined by Badge today. What's going on, man? Hey, how are you today? Good, good. Uh, uh, Talking about the Bikers for Books, which uh, happens right here in Lansing, correct? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and uh, let's talk about how you started this, and and what is Bikers for Books?
1: Uh, Bikers for Books is a 501c3 children's charity. Uh, It was... uh, it was brought up about five years ago. Um, It started because there was someone in our school, or someone that we went to school with that was trying to do a classroom book report and didn't have money to buy enough books for the whole classroom. Oh, okay. So when we heard that, we thought, you know, bikers do a lot of motorcycle runs all the time for different charities. How cool would it be to do a run for this? Yeah. Uh, We learned very quickly that literacy is an area that has not uh, been run with, with bikers. Right. And so it was a wide open area for us. And so it was very easy for us to raise funds for that. And so since it was so easy, we thought, hey, why stop there? Yeah. And we continue to move on. And uh, and when we you know we did that we started to ask help from different bikers in the Lansing area, some were in clubs, some were in independence, some were just, you know women riders, men riders. It didn't really matter if you were riding a motorcycle and, and cared about reading literacy. This is what we wanted to be a part of. Yeah. And so we organized a couple of big events that we did. We do a, a motorcycle run every year, and we also do a, a, a birthday. We throw ourselves a birthday party, and those events are, are fundraising events where we can, you know, again 501c3, but we're raising these funds to invest. Back in the community for schools, churches, libraries, and trying to help them uh, getting the books that they need. There's a whole huge uh, a, a gap between you know state funding that's out there and right. what's available. And uh, and so I know based on experience that many of these educators a good deal of money comes out of their own pockets yeah. to provide for these classrooms. And so we try to recognize that. And so you know these people are. I mean at the risk of sounding cliché these guys are are teaching the next generation yeah and it's it's tough to imagine trying to do your job without having the appropriate tools trying to be a mechanic without having wrenches Definitely. trying to be a teacher without having reading materials that seems crazy particularly cuz we're dealing with kids that are going to run the country soon right so we, this is what we do you know we do some fundraising so that we can put those uh, much needed reading materials in the hands of those educators uh, we also do quite a bit of outreach work in that we visit these schools and we talk to them about reading literacy. Um, we visit kids that are anywhere from kindergarten to eighth grade. And we recently started doing some work with uh, at-risk youth. Um, right. We do things as as far as in-classroom reads. We go to classrooms and read to these things up to full-blown assemblies. I mean, uh, if you think about it. Bikers have a particular look, you know. When yeah. you go in to speak with these kids, we don't look like your normal person. And <laughs> then these guys got great big beards and covered in tattoos and yeah. chains and that kind of thing, leather. And so, when we come in there, these kids kind of you there's a shock factor there naturally, it's something that mm-hmm. they don't see every day. And we know we have their attention for that amount of time, and so we try to use that appropriately to teach them about the importance of reading literacy, but more importantly, about the use of their imagination. Yeah. Uh, if you think, I mean, again, with the risk of sounding cliche, there's so many things that we use today, as, as far as a computer or a paperclip or airplanes or any of these things, came from somebody's imagination. Exactly. And there's no reason that if these kids' imagination is fed, who's to say what they can't do? I right. mean, they could be leaders of the nation. They could serve, They could end world hunger. They could find, Uh. uh you know, they could find Answers for you know medical treatments, any of these kinds of things. So the idea here is to get them to use their own imagination, find what excites them. And try to you know build that, feed that fire, so that right. they can go to the next step.
0: Yeah, and you had mentioned too, you know, with the biker image, and and when you're a part of a club, there's this certain image that you know people are almost intimidated by bikers. I grew up in a biker family. I've been around bikers my whole life, and it's something to where it's a brotherhood. It's a it's a family. It's a family type thing. And 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 really, you know, the the biker uh, family doesn't get enough recognition for helping out the community. There's clubs all across the country that do great events like this, and this. Is something that's happening right here in Lansing by people that you really wouldn't look and be like, oh, they help the community, you know, mm, right. it's like big yeah. old motorcycles, tattoos, beards and everything. But so explain, explain how this idea all came together. Like you said, you, you had saw a student that wasn't prepared uh, correctly. So then you guys came up with the idea. And ever since then, how many books have you guys have gotten together? You know, I can't even put a, I can't put a yeah. number on that. Part of what we do it, it, very early because
1: we didn't know what we were doing we try to do many different things and trying to trying to find a scope for us. One of the things that we did early on was to take book donations, okay, which seemed like a good idea. Although what we ended up being, unfortunately, is a dumping ground. Books right, were emptying out storage units or cleaning out grandma's houses and they were giving us all this material. dusty the old sold. books. Yeah, and-, and we learned very quickly in speaking with the reading specialists, talking with the kids, the books that I grew up on and you know my friends grew up on. These kids don't don't care much about that. Yeah, you know, there's new authors out. There's new ideas. There's new styles of writing. There's new uh, stories out there, and these are the things that they want. That when I grew up, you know, naturally we were reading about fairy tales. We were reading about folk tales. We were reading about morals and that kind of thing. Right. These days, these kids are reading about fantasy. These kids yeah. are reading about sci-fi, and they're also uh, they they want more. The younger kids want more informational stuff. They want to know how things work. Yeah. And so that type of reading material is not something that's gonna be donated to I us. Mean, now we're kind of zeroing in to find what we need. But, um, so we you know, we take in book donations. Now, in the five years that I've been doing this, it's been, I've been very fortunate in becoming friends with many Michigan authors. And it lends itself to uh, many different uh, opportunities. One being is that many of these Michigan authors recognize what we do. Uh, many of them send us tons of brand new reading material. That's Some of the awesome. stuff that's pulled right off the shelves. Other times that they're at a book signing and they've, you know, for example, when they sign someone's name incorrectly, they take that, put it into a box. Now, that becomes very important for me because we have a special connection with the MSU Pediatric Oncology and Pulmonary. These kids have a, a, a... a very low immune system, and there's a risk of infection with used books. So these brand new wow. books are earmarked for these kids. We I would have them. never have thought about that. I never have either, and like I said, in the five years that we do this, we're learning as we go along. Right. And so the idea was, hey, we got 4,000 books, let's give them to these people. And these people were like, no way, man. Yeah. These kids are here for treatment anywhere from two hours to six hours to 10 hours, and when I visited there, I had my son with me, who's got ADD. Right, I was there for about fifteen minutes, and my son's bouncing off the walls. Yeah. I can't imagine being these parents have to be there for two hours, hours 10 and hours. hours and hours. When we first visited that uh, facility, they had a small bookshelf about thirty books. You know, by that's all they had. Yeah, um, and so we figured, you know, we got to do something about this. And so we helped build shelves over there. We helped, you know, keep these books replenished over there. You know, and these books that these kids take. They go home with them. They never come back. They can't share them. Yeah. So, um, so there's a special spot for our new books. You know, the new reading materials. We earmark from those kids. Or any so any clinic like that, doctor's office, right thing. But the other used books that we have, we go through them and find out what's appropriate, what's you know what can be used, and we use those reading materials for some of these schools or students. Uh, I've done some work uh, with New World Flood, and probably know TJ Duckett, uh, Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we work worked together on a few projects. He done a fantastic thing uh, right around school time. And he provides these students with like about two thousand backpacks. Him and I were together, and he says, "Hey, can you get enough books to fill these things up?" Yeah, I always love a good challenge. Man. Hell yeah, bring it on! Yeah, so I round up as many bikers as I can. We rounded up like seven thousand books to give That's to these awesome. kids, you know. Um, and and the thing here is with something like that, I'm not asking for some, or a project like that. I'm not asking for money. I'm asking for books, right? right? You know, or or gift cards to area bookstores. Uh, there's you know some of the large chain bookstores, but I've also had many of these. One mom and pop book uh bookstores that have done everything they can to help us with this stuff. So I mean we're getting help from everywhere, man. And, yeah. You know I'm very blessed by that. Very blessed by having help from the school administration, having help from local authors, having help from book uh, book chains, bookstores, local bookstores, right? And many of the bikers, you know. Yeah, that's so, huge. We're really, you know, I, and, I, and I and I I have to say, just like you said, the biker community, man. Bikers do kinds of stuff, uh, you know, not just in Lansing, but across the across the oh, world. Yeah. They know that, you know, we spend money on motorcycles. We've got chrome. We've got, you know, we've got sweet paint. We've got... Right. It's not going to hurt us to take a few extra bucks and put it aside for yeah. these kinds
0: of th- things. Instead and of buying the saddlebag, you buy a couple books and sure, there you go. Yeah. For
1: sure, man. And so... Uh, and and the thing is, is that something that as this, as we you know, the years continue, you know, the biking world started in, this, in the in the fifties and sixties after World War Two, and so as this evolution continues the whole world of biker subculture seems to change. Yeah, you know? it changed
0: a lot. I mean, when you think about when, you know, when soldiers got back from World War II, they were just looking for something to do and band together as brothers. and sure. They started riding motorcycles. And you know, then Hell's Angels came along and the Mongols and everything. But now it's shifting. You know, And you watch shows, we were just talking about this, like Sons of Anarchy. And as much as it was a brilliant show and it's one of my favorite shows, it really put a bad image on bikers. It because it's way more, you didn't see uh, Jax donating books you For know, sure. you saw him killing people and going crazy. You know, and it's a it's a different world than than what the reality of the situation is. It truly is. is.
1: It truly is. Like I say, in the Lansing area, I've helped uh, many of the motorcycle. Community folks, dealerships, clubs um, do many things. I mean, currently, right now in Lansing, there's a blanket drive going on. There's can drives going on. I've got very good friends over at one of many, VMC. They're all military men. And they spend a vast majority of their time, in fact, all of their time, uh, helping out vets. Uh, They help arrange uh, getting the materials to send our troops overseas. Right. I mean- even in doing that I'm learning about things I had no idea about these folks that are overseas right. not seeing their families for a year more yeah. you know and it's hot and they don't have a pad of paper they don't have you know the other thing I learned is that many of these uh, military people over there have have dogs never would have dawned on me man yeah. and these dogs need cooling pads they need dog bones you know and there's and there's also special things that you can and you can't take over there right so I mean this biker world I mean I've learned so much from it I've, I've been blessed by Embracing me and I embracing it, but you you know the biker community is a very very uh, giving you know very giving subculture. You don't you know particularly you start messing with kids you start messing with vets. Right in the Lansing area, there's several clubs that are focused on child abuse. There's some that are dealing with uh, uh, you know having to do with taking kids to court, making sure they're okay, make sure they're you know not bullied. There's many of the clubs that are out there doing that, but you know. Each of them have their own focus and so, you know, I guess I, I try to to foster that and to help them further their cause. I mean yeah. everyone's got a cause, you know, and so you just find something that's close to your heart something that you have a passion for. I would never make the mistake by saying that Bikers for Books is any more
0: important than any one of those. Right. It is my passion. Well, yeah, and you know what? Everybody has a mission in life, you know? And and you found yours. Let's talk about the next fundraiser. You got an upcoming fundraiser for the- You know,
1: we've got an event coming up at the end of February. And again, because we try to reinvent ourselves all the time, uh, we're trying to put together what we're gonna call a biker's ball and oh, okay. this is gonna be a formal biker event there you go uh, many of the uh, I belong to a motorcycle club and many of the clubs that I hang with um, have formal uh motorcycle club wear that we wear to weddings or funerals that kind of thing yeah um you know I'm 45 years old I haven't been to a prom in 30 years <laughs> many of these ladies that are around there love to get dressed up yeah in the biker world, you can't wear a dress and ride a motorcycle. Most of the time, right. yeah, it happens, you know, but, <laughs> but most of the time you can't wear a gown and ride a motorcycle. Yeah. So some of these ladies really want to get gussied up, you know, the guys, you know, most of the time when she says it's going to happen, I don't care what kind of rink you got, yeah. if she says it's going to happen, going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. So, you know, it gives us a chance to step outside of our circle for a moment. And 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 do a kind of formal event, right? And, so and it's something different too. Something different, man. Yeah. Change it up all the time. Always trying to reinvent ourselves. And like we say, this whole evolution of the bike world, it continues to change, man. It was different right. ten years ago. It was different fifty years ago. Yeah, and it continues to change. Well, you know?
0: hey, when February comes around, I definitely want you to come back. If people want more information on the on the organization and uh, what you're doing for the community with the books, uh, where can they go?
1: You know, we do a vast majority of our communication through our Facebook page, Bikers okay. Books. Uh, we do tons of stuff on there that. We watch it like a hawk, man. And what I mean by that is we want everything to be kid-friendly. You right. know, even though we're bikers or whatever the case may be, um, we want this stuff to be kid-friendly. We want the other kids to be able to go in there, find information, right. share the books that they're reading. If they've had an interaction with an author, you know, we want to know about that. You know, If they've won a reading challenge, let us know, man, because this is the stuff we need to celebrate. Yeah. It's hard to do that. There's some of these little kids that are reading 100 books you know, in, in a short amount of time. Yeah. Hey, that's got to be celebrated. It's great to have a touchdown or a home run. But you're talking about these kids right. reading a hundred books. You're talking about feeding their imagination. Well, and
0: your your mind is the ultimate weapon, man. I mean it's the it's the same thing. You know, you look at college sports and everything. That's all great, but there's a reason why you're in college. Oh, you yeah. Know, mind is a mind is a temple, and your body's a temple, and it's something that it's important to get these books to these kids. So right on. Awesome badge. I appreciate you coming through, bikers for books. Uh, more information, we'll put the link to the Facebook page right below. And uh, I appreciate it, man. Thank hey, you.
1: Thanks a million. I appreciate it very much.